What's going on? I'm driving down Route 30 in the rain in a track car. Where are you headed from? Uh, I just left Mid-Ohio a couple hours ago. I'm on approximately no sleep at all. Um, and I just had the, the, probably one of the one of the more fun days I've had in a long time. Yeah, so. I know that you uh, you love Mid Ohio, so you know I'm sure going back yeah, is always fun. It uh, I went back there to to help out. Um, well, last year last year at this event, um, it's the the OVR, the Ohio Valley Region Fall Sprints or whatever they call it. Uh, last year at this event on the Friday, they they host a PDX, a performance driving experience or whatever. It's a HPDK. Okay. Um, and then then they have a test and tune group for the for the racers also. But uh, the uh, the lead instructor uh, is Scott Giles, who is now uh, or was and is. Uh, Scott Giles, and who is now also one of our lead instructors for Grid Life. But last year at this event, we tested our new uh, 2018 instructor format kind of thing. Basically, you know, classroom intense and sideline coaching and blah, blah, blah. A um, lot of meetings, you know, individual one-on-one time with the, with the students afterwards. And, uh, and, and they've been working on kind of perfecting that uh, and changing that and playing with that, training the instructors to do it all year, uh, Ryan and Scott, Ryan Kristoff and Scott Giles. And uh, basically everybody that was instructing at this event today was uh, our Grid Life instructor staff. That's awesome. So, uh, since, they, since they were hanging out last weekend, they thought, well, let's just bring the, get the band back together on Friday at the SCCA PDX. Uh, we haven't planned this months ago. Um, and so I took the day off of work and went to Mid-Ohio and hung out with uh, with my friends, and I was able to instruct again. So, so. we've had I, a year now of that uh, new uh, beginner instruction format, which is a, yeah. a pretty large departure from what is uh, typical oh, yeah. in the region. Um, what do you think typical the – Typical anywhere, uh, really. I mean, do you, do you uh, think that, that this is going to be the, the model that people follow going forward? Um. I don't know. The, the hardest part is I know it's the model that we want to follow. Um, and Ohio Valley region is really, they were super skeptical last year. Um, and, uh, and now they're like totally hundred percent sold. It was the best behaved group by the end of, by the end of one day, the beginners looked like, uh, I mean, they literally looked more competent than a third of the drivers in the race practice group. Um, Ooh, that's awesome. they were like, they were like really, like really solid. And uh, uh, there was a Porsche, a PCA, Porsche Club of America instructor there. Um, and she was talking to, you know, she was kind of noticing what was going on. Like, how come the instructors aren't getting in the cars? You know? Oh, sure. Uh, and uh, so she asked Scott and then uh, she asked Scott what was going on. And then Scott's wife, Renee, who was instructing also, she, uh, the raddest chick ever, um, she and this Porsche instructor, like they went, she followed the instructor followed Renee out to a corner, and uh, just kind of saw what we were doing. Basically, we're on a radio together with everybody. You know, all the instructors are at different corners, and it rotates throughout the day. Uh, we had six individual beginner sessions. Um, the first one was a lead follow, so we had five sessions where we were actually out on, you know, different corners and stuff. But, um, but. Uh, yeah, she she saw what uh, what was going on with it, and she said, "Man, this is uh, I think this is the future. This is unbelievable. It's working really well. Like you know, 
And so she was impressed just in, the, in like an hour of paying attention That's to awesome. it. That's awesome. Um, but uh, no, I, I, I love it. I think it's the thing. The thing for me is I remember my first track day and I remember like basically just kind of trusting my instructor to make me not cock it up and crash the car. You know? Yeah. So, um, and uh, now you just see you see these students just kind of grasp it more. Uh, and, and like the, the, they're really, they're really driving versus kind of just reacting to like in car, like do this, go break, you know, turn, sure. uh, here's the apex, you know, they're, they're, they're like, they have to find that stuff and, and the safety is in their hands. And so that works up to, they work up to their own pace. They're not over driving because an, an, an instructor is barking at them, telling them to go deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just been working. It's different, and it works well. I think I think it kind of teaches the core, you know, the core principles, and they understand why they're doing the things they're doing. They understand what the things on track are, like, you know, what it's, you know, they're looking for the flow of a line versus just kind of, you know, getting directed around the sure. track. And, um, well, when I in class, classroom sessions help, and download sessions afterwards with the instructors help. When I think about my own experience, um, my first time on track uh, was maybe a couple of years after I had started doing some rallycross and autocross and some other things. And so um, I, I like got into the beginner group, and I think I did a couple of sessions with an instructor. But in my yeah. case, I like I wasn't super unfamiliar with like the concepts or um, yeah, and car, and car control, control right? and, limit, and like yeah. what I noticed was yeah. uh, because the, the traditional model depends on a large number of instructors in order to, to do the, the right seat thing um, right. The, the like standard that uh, you know or the bar that exists to become an instructor is maybe a little bit lower than you'd, you'd really like and so well, definitely. well I mean it yeah. could be um, and well, it's, it's it, it it across the board. It totally is. And so, like, it totally uh, the, the, I got into it way too early. Like I was instructing when I probably should not have been instructing. Sure. Well, know, and and what I noticed was, uh, it, I mean, I had only a few sessions of of people in the car with me before they were just like, yeah, just go to the intermediate group. Um, and. Yeah, no more learning for you. Yeah, dude. exactly. And so, like, <laughs> you know, that yeah. it was almost like, uh, you know, if. At that point, you need coaching as much as you need instructing, and I think that if the uh, the person is not in the right seat and is in a corner instead, they can pay attention to you as your you know pace continues to increase without any of that additional risk. And, and uh, you know, and if if a half a dozen of their friends are watching all the other corners and they're talking on radios and all taking notes, like. I, I had car number 13, and uh, my other car actually was, was a clerical. My other beginner was a clerical error because the registration process, if you didn't fill out this one box, it automatically put you in beginner. Uh, he was actually like, you know, he'd done 30 track events, so he was an intermediate or advanced or something. But um, So I only had one beginner, and then I kind of took a, an intermediate guy who had never been on Mid-Ohio. I kind of took him in and, you know, drove him around a bunch, but... Um, but I knew how car number 13 was doing uh, almost every lap of and most turns. Like, you know, and if I didn't hear anything about him, I would ask about him. Um, and so I'm, I knew how he was, when I was watching, you know, the keyhole, I knew how he had done the carousel 
uh, you know, 30 seconds earlier. Right. Uh, okay, he was, you know, a little bit too wide and then, uh, you know, didn't get all the way to the apex, kind of slow to throttle, blah, blah, blah. And so I just, you just make those notes. Um, and then you tell, and, and my student, my student this year and my student last year, both kind of, they were both in gray GTIs, which is kind of weird. But uh, last year and this year, but um, they, it's 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 like after just riding along with me and then doing the lead follow, they knew what all the turns were called. Yeah. And I remember, th- I'm and in both years I've been kind of like shocked because it took me like freaking like seven events before I knew what all the turns were called. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, so it, I, they're just kind of you know it, I, I I saw you know the last year last couple of years and at events that I've. Uh, helped with at Grid Life. I don't usually get to instruct a whole lot, but I did get to instruct at Blackhawk Farms uh, at our track day picnic event uh, this year because it's a simpler event. But um, I don't know. You, you see the students investing in their own process more, so in their own learning. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought I, I'm I'm really well, into and, it. And and I think in some way, it's a little bit of a, like a delayed gratification too, right? Where it's like. You know, we're not gonna just uh, get you on track and set you loose. We're gonna, we're gonna teach you how to be faster and be better drivers, and that's gonna serve you yeah. much longer than it would if you were just to go out and do your own thing. The the other thing that I think um, uh, we're trying to we're gonna try to continue this uh, kind of coaching model towards the intermediate drivers and even into the advanced drivers next year. Uh, but the other thing that I think is a plus is we're not just going out there and teaching them how to drive mid-Ohio, you know. Uh, we're teaching them, like, how to drive a turn, how to approach the, how to approach it. How, like, what's the, okay, you see this ribbon of asphalt, like, laid out in front of you. Like, what's the thinking? Like, what are you looking to do in the classroom sessions and in the download sessions afterwards where the instructor, you know, finds the beginner and talks? And, um, like, you're, you're, you're talking about concepts, and you're talking about, like, all right, yeah, you know, entering under Honda Bridge. Like, here's what I really I'm looking to set up for the next two, not just the one. You know, you're trying to teach him or her. We had we had two female students also, um, which is really cool to see. We're seeing more and more uh, female drivers in the last couple of years. But, uh, you're trying to teach them kind of the like why you do what you do, not like here's how you drive mid Ohio. Out, 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 in, turn, brake. You know, gas. Um, they could take everything that they learned today and in a few laps of Road America uh, probably be semi-proficient and semi-safe. Sure. Like, yeah. Because because a, a turn is a turn if you approach it as, okay, what's my thinking going into this turn? What do I want to, you know, what do I want the out, outcome of this driving to be? Uh, what's my goal? Um, and that's the kind of the part that I really like about it is... I remember going to a different track the first time, um, and I had just driven Gingerman for several years, and I remember feeling so lost. Sure, yeah. Because my rhythm was all gone. And I was like, you know, probably advanced level pace at Gingerman, but I was probably barely above, you know, barely above, you know, beginner pace at this other track. And uh, uh, it just, you know, I kind of had to take a step back and like, sort of reteach myself because all I all that had ever happened was I had some fast guys in the car with me holding their hands up, you know, pushing me towards apexes, you know, motioning towards apexes and yelling, my car's too loud to hear sure, anybody yeah. and um I didn't really do any learning. I did some I did reacting. Sure, yeah. 
You know what I mean? Well, uh, and I talked to you about this uh, earlier this week. I had a chance um, here at round five to to spend some time driving uh, Matt's spec fit. And uh, wow, Matt unlike yeah. my Evo, where my concern is, you know, try to go fast um, in the, the fit, the like the, the risk of trying to ask how fast can I go through this corner is is yeah. lowered by quite a bit because the worst thing that usually would happen is you would slide off a little and you'd come back on a track, little, right? Yeah. Because the car is not going I'm, that quickly overall. So. I, I don't think I actually said that I'm driving a spec fit right now. I hopped in the Grid Life spec fit last night at 11 o'clock in Chicago and drove straight through the night. It's crazy. And, uh, it's crazy life. Yeah, burned out. We burned down like a whole set of brake pads today. It was out in so many sessions, giving everybody just ride-alongs, and everybody loves the fit. <laughs> so, but yeah, conservation of momentum is a different principle than like try to use my 550 horsepower right. well like especially uh, at so. gingerman between seven and ten um that oh, yeah. section yeah, for the, the evo for me is is really tough and i don't feel like i do a very good job at it and so being able to to slow the pace down quite a bit in the fit and start to like you know think about what's happening as it's happening and like dial it in and spend more and more laps trying to get it right and like really improve yeah. With, with the emphasis being on improvement, like I, I really felt like I had a rewarding experience last weekend because I just got to to like redevelop. Yeah, no, I I feel like I today I had a rewarding experience simply in like my arch nemesis turn turn one at Mid Ohio because I I took a step back in car and in grip and uh, and I just worked my way up to just. You know, going as fast as possible in turn one. Sure. Um, and I ended up going through turn one with this thing just pinned all the way to the wood, and it totally works uh, because I because I thought my way through the turn where I wasn't, you know, like in my STL CRX or in our Lemons car and Hoosiers or whatever. Um, you've so much you've so much grip, uh, but I never have ever given myself the opportunity, like with a car like this, a slow car to just work you know work up to the pace of the car because the, the the limits are pretty high but not that high and they're and, the, and you know when things get weird like you're not going that fast right and, i think um, i was at gingerman it, uh, on the back straight i think i was doing about 92 or 93 before i hit the brake zone yeah yeah today today the fastest we went at mid ohio was like 102 um but i went through a turn one at 80 78 miles an hour no kidding uh yeah it's like it felt so fast (laughs) (laughs) but no i did it i've I've been i've really enjoyed this this year like we did a lot of events i stayed in the rv for like 30 nights uh at racetracks um but i never got to really drive a lot it 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 sort of became work a lot you know it wasn't really fun it just kind of became work and and i and i get so focused at you know, day of, and I, you know, I'm, I'm running low on sleep and, uh, at, at the events because we're up till midnight working or whatever, um, that I get headaches and like, uh, it's, it becomes like, it's not like, it's not a weekend away for us, for me, especially like personally, it's not a weekend away. It's just work. And, um, and I forgot kind of like why I like this crap. Um, and, uh, leaving, leaving round five, uh, 
Uh, last weekend we had uh, Grid Life Round 5, our, our final round of the year for the Time Attack Series, uh, which is actually like what our our ninth produced event of the year. Oh, that's right, yeah. Ten, tenth if you count Ice Battle. But um, the uh, Leaving the event was like, oh, great, it was a good event and everybody had fun, blah, blah, blah. And the next day I was like, man, I didn't have that much fun. I had fun with my friends, but I never got to do any of the stuff that I missed doing. True. Um, and today I, I I got to drive a bunch and I got to like you know help a bunch of dudes like have more fun and go faster and learn why and uh, and I taught myself some things or refreshed my brain on sure. some things you know saw a bunch saw a bunch of racer buddies that I haven't seen in a while. Well, at at round um, five last weekend, uh, both James Houghton and uh, Ben Lynn like came up to me and were concerned because they were like, you just don't. You know what? What is wrong? You just look like you're, you know, you're so tense. What is going on? And I just, it was hard for me to describe. But I mean, the best, the best thing I can say now is just like, I was just focused on trying to do a good job, right? Uh, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to do as as good of an event as we possibly can, and it's um, it's very easy to, to to kind of lose the moment, I guess. Yeah. Um... It, you know, I'm thinking minute to minute. I'm thinking, all right, who's up next? What team do I have to call to make sure they're there? What checks do we need to, you know, double check the timing loop because we had to fix the freaking timing loop multiple times because of fittings and stuff or because that place is 25 years old. Um, but, like, uh, you know, all these little things that we need to just double, triple, quadruple check throughout the day, make sure the grid team is where they need to be, uh, you know, radio check to to control uh, radio check about track conditions. Um, just all, 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 you know, are the announcers ready? You know, like, is timing ready? Does Do people need lunch? You know, like all, all these dumb little things. Uh, and it, pretty soon all you do is spend your day on the radio in between answering questions in the paddock the, uh, um, and, go, and going to the back. <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> so. this weekend I got to really understand uh the, the the passion that you and Austin share about RVs, I uh, yeah I, to- I towed rad, my <laughs> dad's twenty eight foot travel trailer with the Jeep, and uh, it made it, which was awesome. And uh, one of the big like maxed out on yeah pretty rate. much, but it had weight distribution and trailer brakes, so I mean it was like yeah. fine. Um, I think I got like nine and a half miles per gallon towing, which isn't awful considering the size. Um, it's really, it's really good <laughs> and, for what it is. And, you know, like, I, for me, it was just a, a place for, if not just for five minutes, to, to get out of the noise and, like, yeah. get some water and refresh and then go back out into the chaos. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. RVs do not suck at all. But there's a big problem with that RV is that, uh, or that trailer, is if you take a trailer, you can't tow a car. No, it makes it hard. So they do make those giant trailers, you know, that work and play and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but then you but, need a really big truck to tow it. Yeah, or you need to be able to tow your camper with your race car, and then you need a really small camper. True. It's got like a Scott Hollingsworth like uh, teardrop shape oh, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Um. So like, I don't know. I this weekend driving the fit really made me appreciate just something that's that's dead simple and super light and you can just drive it yeah. with with low risk i think that's probably the the, the biggest thing yeah I, I really liked this fit today man it was so fun 
Uh, and everybody that I, I had, I think I had four different people in the fit riding passenger seat. Uh, every, everybody that I put in here was like, I can't believe how fast this is. <laughs> and then I said, it's not fast in any of those big, long, boring straightaways. And they said, yeah, but it's so fast everywhere else. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's a, they're fun to drive. I could totally, and I've enjoyed cruising it on the highway yeah. too. Like, I mean, I've, I've got 10 hours of highway time almost so far. But I, uh, it's, uh, half of the reason I wanted to do this podcast was just because, like, one, I just had, like, a good day with cars, and, like, I want to talk about having fun with cars. Sure, you know? yeah. Uh, but the other half is I've literally slept uh, an hour and 45 minutes in the last, like, 48 hours, so I kind of like to be kept sure. awake by your smooth Indiana tones. I don't know. You know, I don't have those Brad Adams tones, that's for sure. No. No, you ain't got that. You ain't got that uh, that 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 southern bell drawl. That's, that's like south side of Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah, I, it might just be Brad. It, I, Brad. Brad might actually be from somewhere else, and he doesn't even know it. Um, no, but one of the things that I noticed because I got to drive the Gridlife Spec Fit and then also Matt's car. Um, I really, really like Matt's car. The handling dynamics seem so much different. And I think yeah. part of it is he's got a, a pretty aggressive brake pad on the front. And so yep. when you hit the brakes, you get almost all your braking done instantly. And then you can... And he's also got more camber and caster, yeah, too. Yeah, it could be that, too. So, but then you really just get to focus on going through a corner, and you don't have to worry about any of that, like, uh, you know, uh, additional pedal pressure that you'd have to put on to get the car to slow down. Yeah, and the car is, his car is pretty light. It's a, The first-gen fits are a little bit lighter. Uh, the one I'm in right now is a second-gen fit, which I like the looks of a lot as far as an uh, Econo box. I think they're pretty good looking. Um, and I like the interior, and uh, but it, uh, it's a little bit heavier. Uh, makes a little bit more power, not a lot. but. Um, so uh, they, someone uh, I know from they're, they're, Cincinnati is selling a first-gen Manual transmission, yeah. uh, in decent shape, I think, for uh, 2500 And he was like, dude, just buy it. And I was like, I, I can't. My, my wife will kill me. We're trying to sell this place in Chicago. As soon as we do, I'm going to buy something. And he's like, just buy it and ask for forgiveness because I've had like four people come look at this thing, but no one in this area can drive manual apparently, and I've lost all the sales. <laughs> It uh, it would probably cost you almost nothing to turn it into a track a track ready car too. Uh, chop uh, chop the muffler out, uh, drill some holes in the air intake box, some uh, some of the BC coilovers. Uh, dang it, I lost Abe. I got call back. Hey, we're back. As it turns out, the the uh, cell phone reception in where are you in Ohio or Indiana? I am in Indiana, but you're also in Indiana, and you lose cell phone reception every time you drive into your driveway. So. That is true. Yeah, I have sucky service. Um, yeah, I'm about thirty miles uh, east of Valparaiso. So. Oh, you're almost home. Yeah, I probably got about fifty more miles to go. So. I cannot That's wait to go bad. to bed. Can't wait to go to bed. Yeah, that's like uh, one of the things that's hard to describe about all the stuff we do is that it's like it's probably more exhilarating than than people can comprehend. But at the same time, it comes at the expense of being like exhausted all the time. 
Well, the stupid thing is, like, we do these things with people that we want to hang out with. Um, like, even today, like, it's all these people that I want to hang out with. And so, like, I'll just stay up till, like, 2 a.m. hanging out with them. And then be like, ah, dang, I scheduled a driver's meeting for 8.15. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, and I'm that not sucks, 25 man. anymore, you know? Yeah, I no. don't know. This year especially, I feel like I've spent more time trying to trying to get rested and, like, not go crazy at, at events because it, it really just means you're, like, off your game in the next morning. I found superpowers at festivals by trying to sleep and not drinking, and it totally works. But. Well, I mean, being able to sleep at the track at festivals helps a lot. It at does. Uh, Road Atlanta, we... We were kind of close to the track, but it was still like a 20-minute drive or so. And so we'd, you know, we'd leave the track at like 1, we'd drive to the hotel, we'd get into bed, and then like get up four hours later to get back to the track by a 7 o'clock driver's meeting. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't like commuting. I like to be able to just walk in, take a shower, crash in my bed. It's the best. Um yeah, today, today uh, as the HPDE was winding down, like all the ra- all the road races are, are rolling in for the weekend, and it really it really made me want to uh, finish my road race car a lot. So, I got, I, well, I'm how excited much? About I mean, that. you probably haven't made too much progress, but where are you at with the Civic? Well, it's uh, it's a roller now. Like I've got wheels and tires to put on it, so it actually could could roll out. Um, the suspension's all on, axles are all in, the wheels are in. Uh, or uh, axles are in, the engine and trans is in, and I need to drop it down on the ground and roll it outside and paint the interior uh, after I make the fuel cell mount. Um, and the fuel cell is actually going to sit in the spare tire well in the back, so I kind of just need to make like an upper mount uh, off of some of the roll cage stuff. Should be pretty basic. So, uh, And then, uh, yeah, our buddy James, James uh, Morgan, who helps in grid, um, he's going to help me prep it for paint, um, and then we will paint the interior, and then it is wiring and fuel lines and brake lines. So, and then it's a car. So, uh, what what engine are you planning to use? What kind of power are you hoping to make? Uh, it's a single cam D15B JDM VTEC motor uh, with 11 to one on a custom cam, and if it makes like stock. Stock engine with a tune and a header and exhaust uh, and an intake tube, they can make like 135 wheel. Um, and okay. I really want to make like 165 wheel. And okay. uh, if it makes 165 wheel and the, the race weight on it should be right around uh, just under 2,000 pounds with me in it. Um, and if that is the case, it's going to have a pretty good power to weight ratio for um, SCCA, STL. Uh, be like the kind of the class of the field power to weight ratio, but it'll have less actual power, you know, but it'll be lighter than a lot of the front runner cars, the current ones. Sure. Um, but it also, I, I'm kind of building it more towards our our future wheel to wheel class with Grid Life. So, um, which yeah, we just, um, yeah, which we announced last weekend. So finally. You know, uh, I was I was not surprised, but I was uh, happy to see the enthusiasm um, from the drivers. Uh, from, uh, I guess, their feedback on the things that we've been working really hard on for next year. Yeah, the ideas are the hard part. And then, you know, now we're in the, like, make the wording of the ideas. 
but uh, trying to come up with the ideas for rules is a pain in the ass. Uh, well, like make, so much of it, it is better, trying to think you know? about like the weird one-off scenarios. Okay, if you add this, what does that what does that mean when taken to the extreme? You know. Yeah, yeah. and how do we make uh, every class uh, better without making you know, without basically saying, "Oh, those cars can't play," and like basically uh, neglecting a segment of cars, which. We kind of inadvertently have been doing, and so sure. other time attack and time trial events, but like so for for anyone that wasn't at uh, round five last weekend, uh, one of the items that had been discussed was something like a street uh, GT class, which would focus on uh, turbo and twin turbo six cylinders, and then naturally aspirated V8s, and so. What we had seen was a, uh, a pretty large rise in performance disparity that comes from the newer um, you know, V8 sports cars in the street class and also some very large uh, like you know, track-focused sports cars that uh, are just kind of under – would be under-tired to fit street class or yeah. – um, you know, too heavy to really be competitive in street modified or any of the modified categories. And so um, the street GT class, at least in uh, our initial view, is meant to capture, you know, the C7 Corvettes, the, the C5Zs, all of uh, the Camaros and Mustangs and the, the GT350s, and then, you know, hopefully some, you know, like E90 series M3s and and really just build a class that's, um, you know, really strong, but, you know, depends on uh, a large tire to go with a much higher body weight than we're typically used to seeing. Yeah, because we, we have a, uh, like, a tire downsize limit right now. Um, and so you can't really, like, you know, take a car that came with 335s and put, like, 285s on it and make it legal. So... Uh, yeah, and then, and then uh, we have using a like MSRP the, rule, so you can't really grab a car that cost eighty grand five years ago. But. Well, using like the Camaro Z twenty eight is a really good example. I mean, that's it's a really great performance track car, uh, but it's heavy and yep. it doesn't make as much power as, or I bet its power to weight is not that favorable, and also it comes with gigantic tires all the way around it. Yep. And at the moment, that would, without any modification at all, sit solidly in the track modified class. And that, like, is kind of a turnoff to some people because some folks really just want to buy a stock car and compete with it and get the, you know, the benefit of the reliability of using, you know, an OEM setup. Yeah, but not uh, be while at the same four time, seconds behind the, you know, yeah. the record. Yeah. So, so, I mean, like, I, I, I totally understood the criticism last year, and uh, at the time, there wasn't, a, there wasn't a large enough group to warrant this kind of change, but it seems like right now we, get, we have had a lot more people express interest in that, and uh, their performance potential kind of warrants their having their own spot. And then we've also got to look at, like, the rules overall. They were, they were made, like... Kind of the base of North American time attack style events was kind of made a decade plus ago, you know. Um, and those cars weren't track rats a decade plus ago. It just didn't happen. Um, and it's more import, you know, orientated. But 
it's not all the field that we're seeing. We're seeing a lot of V8, a lot of American muscle stuff. Um, and then you also have to look at the cars that you're also excluding, like Nissan GTRs in stock form, like don't have a good place to play. Um, no, not at all. And they they, yeah. they suffer the the same weight penalty that yep. the the Z28 did, for example. And some of the lesser. It makes model great power, track, and it's got yeah. tons of potential. It's just it needs a lot of tire to deal with a lot of weight. Yeah, track rep like you know late model Porsches, the the non you know factory special stuff, and you know there's some of the cheaper but still fast Porsches. Those don't have a place to play because of tire sizes, MSRP, etc. Like, uh, yeah, they. I think I think it's going to be a good it's going to be a good place for cars that that run but don't have a place to run. So. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited and I we didn't really hear uh, any negative feedback about the idea and a lot of people were even those with like without any skin in the game were were enthusiastic that this is going to be really good for that class of car. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. So. Um, speaking of uh, class of car, you've been uh, talking about Acuras again and Hondas again. <laughs> yeah, I, I really and now have. Honda I don't fits know. again. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I talk to James every now and then, and uh, he said that the car that he drove at Speed Ring was was the ultimate car. It's a uh, an EG with a stock, I think, K twenty. Yeah. And he was like, no, this is the best car ever. You just get in and you drive and you just enjoy every minute of it. And that is something I haven't done in a long time. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of the, one of the things I wanted to talk about is um, Good Life can't just be like a place that we go piss our weekends away working. Like it still has to be a little bit fun or we have to you know, try to remember that the fun that these people are having in order for us to remember how to make them have more of it. Um, yeah, right. And, uh, yeah, I think we need to focus on driving just a little ourselves, even if it's at different events. Like, even if we're not driving at our events, which we can't always bring a car to our events. But Yeah, I, I agree that it can be difficult, especially yeah. in the, the, the track battle events, uh, non-festivals, which tend to be a little bit lower key. Uh, it's actually... Uh, in some ways, the festivals are an easier place to drive because there's more gap time between time attack sessions. Yeah, and it's less bang, the, bang, The track bang, battle bang. ones are kind of rapid fire, and it's difficult to make any time to do anything beyond get ready for the next session. Yeah. The uh, And the, the festival events are obviously longer events, too, so you just kind of inherently get less, or, you know, get more potential times to jump into things. At uh, at South Festival, we had our our four door uh, Civic type Civic and uh, Civic uh, ITA car. That, is that uh, is that we, the car named Dan? Yeah, Dan the sedan. It, uh, Dan is, that, is an awesome name for a car. That blue four door. Um, Christian Ship originally built it. Uh, I found it for sale again, and like five of us bought it. Um, the only time I could hop in Dan was uh, beginner session. Uh, like right before lunch or whatever and so i was just out in beginner i don't have a lot of time at those things but sometimes you gotta gotta find find the time once in a while and people were people always harp on me like hey you gotta go drive you gotta you gotta you gotta go drive you gotta go have a little bit of fun just go do it just go do it and like sometimes there's just no time you know but uh, so where does where does dan live 
Dan right now lives in Mike Taylor's garage. Um, Which is in Georgia? Yeah, near, in uh, Cumming, Georgia. Gotcha. Um, he's got kind of a, a shop behind his house and his STL car which just got rebuilt after a big old hit uh, at Road America, uh, which he was on the show. He talked about it, but uh, he was on the show the day he got hit, actually. He stopped at my house on the way home. Um, but uh, yeah, the car just got back in the body shop. He's putting it back together right now. But he's, he's got Dan's sedan there, so he brought, he brought the sedan out to, uh, to Grid Life South, and, and that, that was the second, second weekend I got to drive it. I got to drive it at his wedding also at AMP. Yeah, that's a fun car. Speaking uh, of uh, speaking of big hits, car. I was watching the uh, World Time Attack live stream, and the uh, the Tilton Evo went pretty hard into a wall. But yeah, it, it was did not look it good. was probably like five seconds before the internet had exploded with "Oh my God, that sucks so much." How many people are watching that live stream? Uh, right now, I don't know. Um, do you know look. how many? I mean, do you know how many when you were watching it? Uh, no, because I had it on Chromecast and. Okay. Uh, it didn't have the the details up. It seems like everybody in my... F- I stopped to grab dinner a minute ago, uh, right before we started recording, and it seems like everybody in my Facebook feed was watching it. So I wonder if, like, only Time Attack drivers are watching it. <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah. Like, every Time Attack driver in the world. All 5,000 of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, let's see. Let's go live here. Good Day grief, two. Indiana's There boring. are 2,600 people watching. Okay. That's a pretty good number. Yeah, for sure. Are they doing... A, do they do drift things on the live stream? I've never watched long enough to see drift yeah. things. They... Uh, let's see. Let's turn that down. Um, yeah, they do drifting, like, between sessions. Yeah. Oh, look, a car fire. That's no oh. good. It seems like they're having a rough weekend. A lot of blow-ups. A lot of crashes. It's an Evo. You know, that'll happen. They were they were talking on the feed about, like, Evo 4s and 5s as being, like, um, wow, safety's taken an awful long time to get there. Oh, no. Um, they were talking on the, the live feed about, you know, 4s and 5s being really attractive options because they're just so much lighter than everything else. Yeah. Um, it's it's. I wonder how hard it would be to bring in one of those vehicles as like a, an import race only type thing. Probably not hard at all. They're probably uh, able to right now. One of those things made. I don't know. I think Evo's fours you know, and fives were like early nineties. They might they might be legal now or soon. That said, I don't want another Evo. I'm good. If I what, whatever the next thing I get is going to be a Honda, think so? Oh, for sure. I think you're such a fancy man that you'd look good in S2000. That I what? You'd look good in an S2000. I think. I mean, yeah, but I'm not about that cost of an S2000 life, man. Yeah, but if you sell that Evo, you get all the bucks, man. You can buy a nice S2000. Well, to sell the Evo, it first has to run. Yeah, that's and true. Uh, in order well, to get it to run. run, I have to take it to Andy and get it to run yeah. right. That's the last thing someone is going to want is a super expensive Evo that can't make boost properly. Yeah, it's broken. Instead of 20, 29 pounds of boost, it makes 26. What a piece of junk. <laughs> it, it makes like 23. Oh. It's a lot slower than it should be. 
Oh, the, the horror. <laughs> It'd be one thing if the AFRs were good, but uh, nah, they're not yeah. good. So nah, you got to get it right. Got to get it right. Man, I tell you what, Route 30 in Indiana is so boring. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it home, and I'm less than an hour from home. I just want to pull well, over. You probably and go to bed. got what, like another 25 minutes? No, more than that. But I just want to pull over and go to bed. It's so boring. I'm. Uh, well, it's not. It's not quite like that time that you drove my Evo back from Indianapolis, where you were. Uh, you were making good time. I used so. Mu- I've never used so much fuel in my life. <laughs> That thing is so, it was, so fast. So fast. Yeah, I I think, uh, like, like if you're just driving. happily at 100. (laughs) Well, I mean, at, like, what, 4,500 RPM or something crazy like that. Yeah, or 4,000 or whatever. It's a highway cruiser. But uh, I had the chance to talk with uh, Tom a little bit about, not necessarily setup, but just the overall impression and feel of my car and kind of what I was how I interpreted what it did and, and how it felt. Yeah. And the, the best Gorman, thing that we can way. say about that car is really just that it's, it's kind of floaty. Um, like it, it makes grip and, uh, but it, it just doesn't feel planted in the same way that like a traditional purely mechanical car does. And well, it, th- in I that way, it's not really confidence inspiring. Say again? I think I think if you spent a lot of time on setup and playing with things, some of that could be dialed out. But I have felt that exact same feeling for sure with your car. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think what I need to do is like kind of get my life in order and recommit to to getting that car to be good. Um, you know, I, professional awesome still owes me a favor, so I think I can cash that in on some setup and. Yeah. Uh, what I also uh, Alex from Spage Sport is like basically ready to produce wings, um, and I'm going to be getting something from him as well. And cool. I think with with those few improvements, I'm sure you could change the car quite a lot. I just talked to Alex uh, from Spage Sport about a carbon fiber hood for for my hatchback. All the all the carbon fiber hoods that they sell on the market are basically just heavy fiberglass hoods. Not heavy, but they're still lighter than factory, but not by a lot. Um, sure. And uh, I asked him, you know, how much would it cost to make like a true race hood? Um, and it's not enough money to not to buy a. It's not enough money to deter me from wanting to to not buy it. <laughs> so, I see. Um, so he's so he, I, I presumably have he'd have one. to make a mold and then go from there, but. Also, um, there's probably a market for that hood, especially since there's no one else that's making something that's uh, as good. Yeah, the, uh, the, the, the off-the-shelf stuff for 88 to 91 Hondas, CRX, and Civic is it's just like a lot of fiberglass hood uh, with a carbon fiber skin on it, you know? Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the potential of a really, really light race hood because my race weight is really light, so... Sure. Yeah, I gotta get all the lbs out of that car. You could probably also go to the gym. I know that that's the best way that I could shave weight from the Evo is just go to the oh, gym. Oh, thanks, Abe. Thanks, Abe. Where? <laughs> I'm working on that. Just not today because I gotta, I gotta, eat, I gotta eat things to stay awake because I've been awake for so long. 
Yeah, it's my, I, I'm it's pretty my sure only, they usually. My, and my only midnight tactic is like, all right, just buy a bag of something, and every like a min, every minute, you just have to like move your face and eat a thing, you know. Yeah, uh, that's that's just about what I do. Also, that's the only way I can do these midnight drives. I cannot wait to get to bed. It's gonna be so good. What'd you think of uh, the last show with Gary? By the way, I haven't listened to it yet. Man, Gary's my favorite podcast uh, person to interview because his stories are endless. You know, someday I'll be on the show with Gary at the same time. That'd I freaking be pretty texted cool. you last time, but you were all like. <laughs> I'm a social butterfly. I'm just going to walk around. And then right when we're done, Abe is like, how come you didn't tell me? <laughs> Pull up your you phone, know, homeboy. You said, all you said was, I'm in the RV. No, I didn't. I said podcast in the RV. Nope. nope I had told nope, you nope. that we're going to do a show. So, I don't know. Whatever. You knew about it. I, you knew all about it. I 45 minutes later, 45 minutes later, you never came looking. Must not be a priority for old Abe. <laughs> I guess not. No, I don't want a whole lot of talking that any of us did anyway. Well, you know, Gary's really good if you just give him a mic, you know? I know. You just got to kind of lead him just gently. Uh, but uh, he's got some, some freaking banger stories, man. Unbelievable. I hope I, I, hope I one imagine day that there's, there's probably a track in Europe where you would just say, Hey, Gary, tell me about that time that you went to Silverstone. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, you know, we just did this. Oh, yeah, boy, yeah, boy, yeah, burr, burr. <laughs> I love I love his like deep uh, sort of southern uh, voice. Not, now, it makes, now, it, Adam. It, yeah, it makes me feel like I'm uh, like I've done something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, feel, I feel like I'm being yelled at by dad whenever he's talking to me. Gary's the well, best. it's weird too because you you have to yell at uh, all of of our new people in the dad voice too. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I don't really dad talk too many people, but the at least at least not for more than like five seconds at a time. Yeah. Sa- focusing on safety is uh, is always a priority, and next year we're going to kind of ramp it up even heavier. Um, but uh, we do beat uh, you know the crash averages and everything for every track that we go to, uh, sometimes by a lot. Even though the events, you know, you see pictures of a few crashed cars from the events because everybody takes pictures at ours, our events. Yep. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like with 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 so many eyes on our stupid event series, the only thing I can do is go to licensing, go to. Uh, pretty strict safety policies but like I would like to have some sort of like logical basis and slight flexibility on some of those things so I'm thinking of wording and thinking of you know uh, best practices and some of that stuff but yeah yeah. I I don't know Gary's got a lot of good ideas though um, on some of that stuff because he's done so many different things motorsports wise over the last 30 years you know Right. You know the one thing I'm so, the, one, the one thing I'm super sick about this uh, sick of about this fit. The whistling on the roof. Chris has got a roof oh, rack, yeah. on it, and it just it's whistles. That darn roof crack. 
It's just when Sally was fun. driving it uh, at round five, I mean, you could tell when she was coming down the front straight because it was whistling before you could hear it. Yeah, you can hear it like when it's going down the back straight. <laughs> the uh, the car really held up well today. I'm I had a lot of fun. I, I miss having fun with cars a lot, and I'm glad I got to go have fun with my friends and make some new friends and have fun with cars. So I'm very happy today. Very, yeah, very I think what, what we'll both need to do is start spending a little more time with um, other organizations, too. I mean, it's going to be tough because we've got so many weekends booked, but uh, being able to, to go to an event where your 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 responsibilities are less is is probably a good way to make sure that you still have fun. Yeah. I, I don't know. If it, if it just becomes a job, then pretty soon we're going to suck the fun out of it for other people. So maybe we should try to keep that a priority. And then the podcast goes to shit and we don't care about cars and we just talk about RVs. Podcast might already have gone to shit. I'm not sure. <laughs> it It can't go to shit if that's where it started. That's true. That's true. The expectation can only... Uh, can only stabilize it uh, it can't drop well and you've never i mean you've never said anything to the contrary about the podcast right you make sure you keep the expectations low oh hell yeah i uh you know i don't want to build this thing into something that i can't uh, deliver i, I can consistently <laughs> deliver mediocrity <laughs> <laughs> some people are destined for greatness and we're just not one of those people well maybe not maybe not so what, where are you at now? Uh, I am just about into Valparaiso. What uh, What are your weekend plans calling for here? Uh, let's see. I am going to do yard work uh, tomorrow because yep. it's going to be winter soon. Um, you actually missed, I think, a little bit of snow in Chicago area. Um, and I think I've got to get all that stuff done before the winter comes. So... We're laying a bunch of bricks in the uh, landscaping, which has taken many months, but we do it ourselves because we're poor and can't afford to pay someone to do it. Yeah. Uh, landscaping is a pain in the butt, especially when well, you have to just earn the money to pay someone to do it. That's a pain, too. Yeah, right. Well, and, you know, house mods are way more expensive than actual car mods. Sometimes. So, uh, well... Um, it's kind of really uh, put a, put the brakes on the Evo for uh, several months, where it's just kind of sat since track day picnic, and I haven't touched it at all. Yeah, you should probably fix it. But it's almost winter, so fix it then. Yeah. I'm, um, uh, yeah. I'm, wor I'm working on the RV tomorrow, hopefully after work. i got to go home and wake up and go to work in the morning. But um, what, uh, what does the RV need? I'm putting a different vanity in the bathroom because the bathroom vanity is terrible. And the sink is about, it's like the size of a cut open pop can. It's terrible. It's way too small to use as a sink. So, Gotcha. Um, and then I'm putting a uh, an awning on it. Okay. Um, and, uh, and then we are, I don't know if we're going to get this done, but Sarah wants to redo the countertop with a butcher block countertop because the countertop is kind of, stupid old Corian that's cracked and stuff so that'll be another project coming soon I'm, I'm excited about that we're going camping down in your neck of the woods next weekend so oh is that right yeah we're we going will to, be going down to Brown County Brown County yeah yeah it's such a cool place yeah we're, Ashley uh, and I are going to be in Austin yeah you're going to the F1 race 
Yeah, uh, I haven't been since 2006 when it was here in Indianapolis. Um, okay. I'm I'm interested to see how it goes because I I was up in the timing tower. We were talking about um, Formula One racing and how what what the current status is. And uh, Giles actually said that pretty much all of the like the race craft and race strategy comes from pits and everything else is kind of monotony. Yeah. And that's a little true. So I'm interested to see how it'll work out at this event, but yeah, I haven't, uh, I've never watched it in person and I can't say I've watched an entire F1 race ever. Well, so, um, the, the best way I can describe it is when you're watching it on TV, uh, it's really hard to comprehend, uh, not only how fast the cars speed up and slow down, but I guess you can, you can kind of imagine that, but it's, it's how, well and how easily they change directions that's crazy yeah um, i've seen I've like when you when you were footage, a kid did insane. you ever play with the the like slot car toys yeah yeah that's how they move yeah kind of ridiculous and like you you just don't have a uh a good understanding of it because the the cameras on the 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 tv they pan and they zoom and they like do all this stuff that takes the like the essence of the speed away and then when you're seeing it in real life you're it's it's like it's literally glued to the track yeah that's kind of cool that you saw it at indy though before yeah um that was like there the first year after the the tire debacle in 2005 um i don't know if you remember that i do not know so uh at that time and here's where we get like nerds on formula one trivia but at that time, there were two tire manufacturers. There were Michelin and there were Bridgestone. And Ferrari and a couple of other teams were on the Bridgestones, and everyone else was on the Michelins. Okay. And uh, that track, at least as it was configured at that time, did use one of the corners uh, for banking. So you came uh, basically full throttle through a one of the banked corners all the way down the front straight and into turn one. And... Uh, in practice, I think it was Ralph Schumacher had a blowout in the uh, the bank yep. and went into the wall. And that was like, OK, well, that that's no good. But they had a couple of more incidents where they had Michelin tire failures at that same corner, like throughout the weekend. And it got to the point where um, Michelin just like I think came out and said, we don't want you to run this tire. Um, it's, it's not safe. Wow. And so the for, the Formula One race took place anyway, but there were only six cars, I think, that took the grid at the start. Holy cow. Yeah, everyone else just, just I guess, like not necessarily in protest, but in compliance with their tire manufacturer, they did not run. And so it was like 2005 was kind of a shit year because the That's fans insane. came expecting a race and there yeah, just I've never wasn't heard of that. One. I can't believe I've never was, heard of that. That was pretty wild. And so 2006 was better because they, like, got all that stuff dialed in. But uh, more recently, any of the events that exist on uh, the track that use the infield, there's a chicane now that, like, goes around the banking entirely. All right. Uh, or, or avoids the banking, I guess, and just comes down the front straight. So uh, they're, they're not using that banking as much, I guess, except for the IndyCar stuff. Yeah, I'd... Uh, uh I would love to see more events ran at, at Indy. 
It's such a cool facility. The place is cool, man. Um, so there's different. a lot of space, and it's like that area around Indianapolis is pretty neat, and yeah. it's it's kind of vibrant and it is it's cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would love to Plus see the, uh, maybe a music and motorsports festival there. That would be that's my dream. Could um, be something. So Cur- uh, currently, I don't know. they don't want to entertain the idea of drift cars. So, not well, to say that we uh, have called them. Oh, um, well, you know what? I, I think, you know, that track has a, uh, a legacy that, you know, spans more than 100 years. Right. And it's um, it, it seems like the, the track, in order to maintain true relevance and inspire the next generation of people, it's going to have to change. Like, I, I think they may have to change their uh, their view on what motorsports is and who who the audience is. Yeah, maybe. And I don't know. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how many people travel from, let's say, Nebraska to go to the Indy 500 every year. How many kids who are 20 years old do that? Yeah, probably not many. Not not very many. I mean, there are probably <laughs> some, but not a ton. Yeah. Um, but then you look at another event that they're hosting now, which is what was last weekend was the Red Bull Air Race. And I've heard yeah. nothing but cool stuff about that as a, an event to host at that, that venue. Yeah. So no, it is cool, I think it's right? all about just like, you know, getting new people inspired. And, you know, there's a tremendous amount of respect for that track, but you just got to get young people to, to see it. Yeah. Yep. Otherwise, it's just that one thing that they see on TV and Memorial Day. So. All right. Well, I got to get out of the car, walk around and try to stay awake a little bit longer. And all right. Cool. Go to bed as soon as I get home. I'm s- have I mentioned how excited I am to go to bed? Well, be safe. You've only got, what, like 20 minutes? Yeah, maybe half an hour. Go faster. Uh, yeah, and not, not so much. Not when, I, I don't get, like, folly asleepy. My eyes start to play tricks on me, and then, like, the white Buick Enclave, like, is all of a sudden in front of me when he looked like he was next to me. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, that's what I try to avoid. That's That's my biggest hindrance. I gotta get out, yeah. get jumping jacks, and all that jazz. So. Hey, you'll be home soon. Um, yeah, almost. There. Talk to you later, bud. All right, man.